All right. Welcome to the Coach's Corner, everyone. Again, my name is Peter Sachuk, UHY's Career Development and Training Manager. And for the first time ever, we have welcomed a guest onto the podcast. He is, his official title is the Associate Director of Quality Control and Financial Reporting. But I know that this gentleman does much more than what his title says. So I'm going to let Mr. Jim Skrubazinski come on. And first, to quote our fa- our favorite movie, Office Space, what would you say... You do. You do. <laughs> well, with that title, it's got to be one of the longest titles. But uh, uh, I work in the national office. So with Bettina Dufoe and uh, anything and everything that relates to audit quality is our business. So uh, everything to oversee the audit practice and to help them be successful. That's what we do. Awesome. And I wanted to have Jim on, number one, because he kept begging me and begging me to be on the podcast. My every, single, right there, buddy. Every, every single time we had a meeting, you'd be like, when am I getting on the coach's corner? When like, when can we talk about corner. stuff? I know we're we're blowing up, man. We're getting big. We're going to the moon, as they say these days. <laughs> All right, man, let's do this thing. Yeah, but I wanted to welcome Jim on today because the topic I want to talk about is this idea of rest and recovery after many of you have been through a stressful, busy season. Um, I know we have the extension for this year, but many of you have worked towards that April 15th deadline. Some of you may be listening to this while you're on a beach somewhere because you've just ended your busy season, you're trying to rest and recover. And we thought it would be good for people to hear from one of our one of our senior members of the firm to talk about going through a busy season, some of the things that he recommends you do after busy season, what are some of the do's and don'ts for those of you who are have just wrapped up, and then what you can do to really recharge your mind, your body, everything to make sure you're amped up and ready to go for when you get back from your vacation, as he's laughing as I introduce him. Right from the beginning, one of our senior members, knowing that I'm old, they go, like, I wanted to ask one of our Experienced, experienced, right? HR folks not supposed to use those words, Peter. Come on, man. Well, senior has a really negative connotation, (laughs) but- you're just you have you have experience. We'll put it that. Way I like that. It. Yeah. So to give some background there, so uh, almost 20 years in public accounting, uh, and so with you know firms before UHY. So I joined last August, uh, but I spent my career with the, the big four. I started my career with Grant Thornton for six years. So I've been at uh, almost every size accounting firm, and just really you know. One of the reasons why I came back to the, like a regional firm and why I wanted the opportunity here is because it is more of a familial kind of environment to where, you know, when you talk about some of these things coming out of busy season, like it really does feel like your family when you're working, because I mean, you see these people every day more than you see your family. And so it's a good topic to talk about, like, even after you've been through the thick of it, you're coming out of it. What are the things that I've done in the past or seen done or anything like that? Uh, I was happy you asked about this topic because it's near and dear to me. That's for sure. Because I've screwed up a lot. And I'm happy to share with <laughs> folks of how much I've screwed up coming out of busy yeah. season. Yeah. I'm, sh- I'm sure you're not alone, but we all learn from each other, right? And that's one thing of the coach's corner is we, is we learn from everyone, not just me talking to you through a speaker. So this is going to be good. Um, well, but the first question. About all the mistakes I've made and then others yep. can learn from it. Yep. So Basically, don't do what Jim tells you. That's the, <laughs> that's the short, short of this podcast, right? Tagline. There you yeah. go. 
So first question I have for you, Jim, um, is how does it feel coming out of uh, a busy project or a season? I know for me being in training and development, we necessarily don't have busy seasons, but we may have a time where we're launching a new pro a new course, a new program. We're actively looking for an LMS. So we're ramping up to try and get that going here in the next couple of months. But so it, I can somewhat relate, but for you, what is it like? How does it feel coming out of that busy season for you? Yeah, I mean, it it varies for a lot of folks. I'll talk about my own personal experience, but I, I can empathize with you. Like busy season's unique in a sense to where it's like you go through your professional career and you're in an, an audit year, you're in a tax year, and you're like talking about year end all year long. Like you're like, okay, we'll do that at year end. Well, at year end, we're going to need to worry about this. And hey, what about at year end? What are we going to do? And and it's it's this long duration to where it's not only that it, it's intense while you do it, but you've talked about it for like six months beforehand or 12 months beforehand of leading up to it. And so I think once you finally get to that year end, it's not, there's no other time to say, hey, we're going to worry about this after you're at, you know, or we'll worry, you mm -hmm. know, it's like you have to figure everything out. Like if you had a problem that you didn't figure out during interim or kind of prior to busy season, there's no more time left. We got to figure it out. And so that intensity into a short period of time, it, it, you know, it's been said that like banging your head against a wall doesn't hurt until you stop kind of thing. It's you, you kind of get to the point where you can't remember a time when it wasn't busy season. It, you're right. like, you know, every day feels like Puxatawney Phil and like Groundhog Day. Yeah. You can't remember a time when you weren't in front of your laptop or when you didn't just wake up and go to Starbucks and, you know, or whatever your coffee, you know, pension is even in the office. Uh, you can't remember a time when it wasn't busy season. And so I think that like, you know, when you're coming out and if it's a calendar year end busy season, that first part of March where it's like or you know, even late February where the sun starts coming up a little bit earlier and suddenly it's not dark when you're driving to work. Mm -hmm. Start to like realize that, oh, wait, there will be leaves on the tree again. Like, you know, life will come back. You know, it's like and as spring starts to come back, get you know, coming out of busy season is like. Oh, that's right. This is not going to be forever. And so I think coming out of busy season, you know, there's that middle part where it's like I have, you know, more weeks in front of me than I do behind me. That's tough. Then when you start counting down the weeks, like, hey, three or four weeks until this is done or until they change the tax deadline for our tax folks. You know, when you start counting down those weeks, I think coming out of busy season is actually better than being in the middle of it. Because when you actually start counting down the days and weeks, that anticipation starts to build. You know, when are you going to book your next vacation or when are you going to be able to go actually connect with your friends to go, you know, to, to, to get a drink before COVID closed down all the restaurants? You know, it's like, when are you going to be able to do those things? And it starts to open up a little bit more. So coming out of busy season is actually more insp inspirational a little bit. You start to feel a little bit better than it is getting in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. So hopefully the folks that are listening to this are on that side to where they're starting to see springtime come back a little bit more and, and feeling better. But busy season is toughest when it's, you know, you're in that midpoint or there's more weeks to go than there are behind you. But coming out actually towards this time, you actually start to get a little bit more of an uptick and mm -hmm. kind of mood as you start to see things draw to a close. 
And especially, I think that ties in with the sense of accomplishment, right? When you're launching yep. something or finalizing those those year-end taxes for people and you finally, yep. you're like, wow, like we did it. Or, you know, we launched this and it was a success or we launched it or we filed and we're on time. Like those small little victories throughout, then you finally hit the crescendo. You're like, this is a major win for us, right? And it's a weird year in that way, Peter. I mean, at least what we're hearing, you know, for several offices, at least like when, you know, Bettina and I were talking to them in January, February, they're like, every job is behind. Every client is behind. So while I'm talking about like things might be coming to a close, they might not be. I mean, for a lot of clients that are running behind, you know, we might have one of our longer busy seasons as a profession Mm -hmm. just because it's taking management longer to close their books. It's taking people longer to pull their tax returns together. It's like, so it is a prolonged kind of busy season that's happening now um, that that's tough. I mean, and I think that the uncertainty of COVID call, you know, of when things would normally happen and when things are actually happen. I mean, it's got to have been a nightmare for scheduling this past yeah. year of like, you know, this is not done. I'm going to another client. I still got to wrap up this one. So, I mean. God bless the you know seniors in the firm that that pull that stuff together and track all that stuff because you know I can't imagine what it's like kind of mixing and mingling all these schedules together to be able to get yeah. this stuff. So yeah, it, it is definitely when you're coming out looking for the light on the other side to 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 pull through to to get you know some of those small victories as you as you said like I got that one done that one was yeah. you know four weeks late but I got that done this one's early you know take that victory yeah. and. Can use that as motivation to draw to the end. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, shifting gears to kind of after w- once you've come out of the busy season, it's officially done. Um, wanted to talk about what are some things that you've in your past you kind of look back and you're like, you know, that was a really good thing for me to do after busy season, or even like something bad, like something that comes to mind of something good is just like just taking a deep breath. I think number yeah. one is the big thing. Just like re- recalibrating where you are. Um, some of the bad things I've done are jump right into the next thing. Like you're, <laughs> you're, you're kind of going in overdrive. You're like, all right, that's done. Woo-hoo! Like what's the next fire alarm that I yeah. have to solve. Right. But exactly. from your perspective, what are some good or potentially bad things that you've done after a busy season? You're like Elon Musk. You're like, I got this, uh, the, you know, space shuttle I want to launch. I'm going to just going to build a new car. I'm going to start yeah. another company. <laughs> right. Right. Got right. That, got that Elon Musk syndrome. So, yep. you know, no one wants to work a hundred hours a week. You know, it, it differs. Um, why don't we, we'll touch on the good stuff first yeah. that I think that maybe I've learned since I'm senior, as you said. I'm going to get in trouble for that later. I <laughs> well, it's going to sound like I'm an old dude because the first thing I'm going to tell you is like, appreciate fatigue. Like you got to rest. I mean, and when I say rest, it's not just like, Hey, get more sleep, you know, and not the stuff that your parents tell you or whoever tells you, you know, you just got to get more sleep. It, it is truly like resting your eyes and like resting, kind of just being away from a computer, you know, even if it's like you still got to do your work. But even if it's like, you know, taking a break from doing, you know, something, a project that's two hours and just doing projects that are 30 minutes, you know, those short, quick hit items but just appreciate how fatigued it is to take a project for that duration of what it does to your brain. And, and like the good things I've done are to, to rest, 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 just like rest your eyes to the extent that you can print something out and read it versus sitting in front of your computer, changing the work location where you work. Even, I mean, everybody's working from home, but 
I mean, you even said like you're waiting for your basement to be finished so you can go down there and work. It's like I've gone out to the kitchen table. I've gone, you know, all around this place to be able to work. And some of that stuff is just fatigue from sitting at a single location and doing work. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the bigger suggestions of good things that I've done is is definitely to appreciate that your brain and your mind needs the ability to be able to rest or do something different. And so take that for what it is and, you know, get your sleep. Get, you know, change up what you do and how you do it to the extent that you can rest certain muscles that you've overexercised in the past mm-hmm. couple of months. Mm-hmm. On a personal level, like two things I'd take away is like one, do something what I call pointless. Like if it, it, whatever you're into, if it's movies, if it's binge watching Netflix, if it's like, hey, you're a reader, you love to read or before busy season, you'd always get, you know, but pull up the New York Times or you pull up you know, whatever your you know, website of choice is or Wall Street Journal is for me, uh, it, you know, and certainly, you know, all the other newspaper or political leaning. If you're into weird stuff, you can read that, too. But, <laughs> you know, whatever thing that you're into that's not digesting client information and stuff. Yeah. And churning out charge hours, like schedule that time in your calendar, just Mm -hmm. like, you know, if it's lunch and you say, hey, I'm going to read a chapter of a book or I'm just going to, you know, read something funny or, uh, you know, I'm going to watch, you know, I'm going to read The Onion or whatever it might be. Some of that time to just do stuff that's just maybe, you know, some people call pointless or not, but like recreational stuff just gets really because it kind of takes your brain away from what you've been doing every single day for a long duration period of time. The second thing I'd say is that, you know, you get so used to being in that capacity of, you know, work, rest, repeat, work, rest, repeat, uh, maybe throw in some gym or some, you know, some other time in there. Um, the, the one thing I tell you, and I did this every year is that take a day after busy season, at least a day. And whether it's like, your church, it's a charity or anything like that. They can, they do volunteer shifts to where you can go to gleaners in the morning. You can, you know, do whatever. It, it is amazing to me of how much like doing something like that and volunteering for just a short period of time just gives such a boost to your spirit that you remember that there's a whole world kind of rotating around you that mm-hmm. you just don't have to, you know, uh, it just, it feels it's such a boost in a short period of time to your spirit that it kind of lifts you out of the day to day. And like one day like that can last you, I mean, a month, I mean, of just, you know, and so we always would do volunteer events during busy season, in my past firms. And if you haven't had a chance to do it, just remember those places are still trying to operate during COVID and stuff. So even just taking a morning and afternoon or a, a weekend morning or whether or not it's your church, just volunteering there, then do that. Uh, but it's amazing how much that stuff, just giving of your time that you've been booking into, you know, your spreadsheet for so long, mm-hmm. uh, it, it really kind of frees up your spirit and gets you away from the day to day. And it kind of lifts you up in a way that I, I, I don't think that that normally doing accounting or auditing can maybe do. So sure. those are the things that I think are good things. Uh, and then I could certainly delve into a lot of mistakes that I've made if you'd like me to. <laughs> let's let's dive into it. Let's dive into like a couple of them. Maybe like one of the maybe two two to three things that you've done in the past. You're like, I'm not doing that again. All right, this is gonna sound bad, but uh, like, uh, do, don't uh, have realize that 
your happy hours now should not be your happy hours before busy season. So keep happy hour an hour because uh, you don't have your pre-busy season tolerance. <laughs> certainly, <laughs> Coffee's not beer. So, uh, you know, you certainly are wine. So whatever your, uh, your uh, you know, spirit of choice is, just remember that you are uh, a long ways away from where you were in December. So, um, you know, on the client side, what I'd say is, you know, it's really important to have a meeting where I used to just call it the zero open items meeting, meaning that I'm not walking into your office as my client to ask you for any requests or schedules or anything else. You're not trying to answer any of my questions. There's nothing on the open items list. Let's just go have a Starbucks or let's just have a lunch. I mean, it's clients are people. And, and it, it, you know, we know it when we get inspected from outside regulators of what it feels like to be audited. Mm-hmm. And we hate it. And everybody hates it. You know, an audit is tough. And it's tough on our clients. Uh, you know, that kind of like being examined is very tough. And it can, while it's an important relationship for what we do to protect investors, you got to realize that there's a human on the other side. And when you find an error or when you find an entry or you find an adjustment and stuff, I mean, they've got a boss. They've got they they have somebody they report to. They've got, you know, somebody at home at night that they go to and they wish they wouldn't have made that mistake. So when you go through an intense period like that, like connecting back with a client on like a human level is so important. And so I always would have like audits done. I'm coming out next week just for one morning. Let's just grab a cup of coffee. We don't got to talk about the audit. We don't got to talk about anything. Just want to, you know, just connect and just say thanks. Buy you a cup of coffee for everything. And, and I will say that, like, it, it reestablishes a lot of the connection that you haven't had and reminds them that, hey, I do kind of like this person I'm doing business with. Now, if you got a client right. didn't have well, obviously you won't do that. But for the clients where you had a good year or even if there is something to be like, hey, I know we came down to some issues at the end. Just wanted to buy you a cup of coffee and say thank you. That last interaction, just like the if the if a movie ends with a bad scene, you always remember that bad scene. Like I didn't really get the ending, but if a movie ends with a good scene, you'd be like, oh, it was a long movie, but it had a really good ending. Just think about that from a client service perspective is they always remember that kind of last interaction. So just have that zero open items meeting, have a cup mm-hmm. of coffee, just kind of reconnect. And, and my the reason why I mentioned that on the bad list is that I've had times where I didn't do that, where it was just really intense at the end trying to get everything done or crash and working late and doing everything. And the last thing that we ever wanted to do is see each other after that. Cause <laughs> you spent so long working through things and you'd be like, Oh man, they don't want to talk to me. They don't want to hear from me, but you'd be surprised how much just like 30 minutes and a cup of coffee uh, makes a huge difference for yourself. And it makes a huge difference for them. And so on the bad list, like there's been times where you flip over the next client and you're like, oh, I'm so busy. If I do that, I got to move my nine o'clock back, but just do it. You only get that one week after uh, one time. And so mm-hmm. to do it means a, a lot and it helps you reconnect with your clients. So the bad parts have been when that didn't happen because then they just they get the bill right for the last bill of the, the service. Yeah. And they remember the rough week and they remember the bill, the last invoice that yeah. they get, which might be more than they anticipated. The last thing is, uh, look, I mentioned recovery before. You know, there's a saying, I'm a runner. Um, and so there's a saying in marathon running for take a day off for every mile you ran. And so a marathon is 26.2 miles. So you take off 26 days after you ran. And just what I've not done in the past is like, hey, 
we get her something done and people are like take the weekend off you take the weekend off you sleep for two days you come back on monday and you're like boy i'm ready to go here i go i got sleep and then by tuesday you're back in front of your laptop and be like oh man i'm tired again and just realize that like there is a longer term recovery time so for the people who yeah. work for you like telling them to go home uh, at five it's five it's not busy season anymore what are you doing here like you know yeah. hey you know we've met our charge hours and met all our deliverables. Why are we here? And like making sure that you take care of the people who have taken care of you the entire time. I think that's a very important kind of longer term recovery time for both yourself and for the people who have given so much of their time and their lives to make us successful as a team. Just make sure you're recognizing those folks and taking a day off for every mile you ran kind of thing of like, and when I say taking a day off, don't say, Hey, like take a month off, but like just to make sure that like, we all just ran a marathon. Let's make sure we're taking the, the time to reconnect in our own lives so that we're ready for the next yeah. one. Yeah. And I think you hit on a really important idea, and it's it's the focus of the next question I have for you is this whole idea of the recovery time. So why is that recovery time so important after busy season? I know I can only speak for myself when we do a massive training project that's like, hey, we got the, our learning management system up and running. We maybe take a deep, we take a week off just to see how things go. And then maybe we get back into the swing of things, see how we can troubleshoot yep. or correct the things that have gone wrong. But why is it so important, especially after a busy season to allow yourself that proper rest and recovery time? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, it, it, you know, there's so many reasons, but Peter, it's just, it's fatigue, man. And, and you will, you know, if you run a car, at a high RPM every time you drive it and you never change the oil, you never cool the engine down, you know, the car is not going to last. And I think the yeah. inverse is true as well. It's just that you, know, you got to recognize that in those times where you, you run the car pretty hot, you know, you've been you're going pretty high into the RPMs. Mm -hmm. You, you got to stop and change the oil. You just got to like recharge. And, 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 you know, I was at certain firms and I, I won't name them, but like they, ran kind of their staff so hard that the expectation is, is that they would lose 70% of them. Mm. And it was the chargeable hour goals for that people in their level. And they're in their twenties. I mean, we're just way more than what we have here, but institutionally it was just like, they knew the relationship in between running somebody at hot and how many that you were going to be able to retain. And, and so I think in that way, the reason why it's, you know, the number one reason why it's important to rest, recharge and kind of retool and revamp and and kind of turn the page is that it's just it it's the way that you can do this for longer. It will make your career last longer. It will make you perform better. It's kind of like the maintenance of the vehicle in yourself, you know, to use a Detroit analogy will make you be able to last longer and be more effective. So it's just, it's really important to kind of meter it down. You know, you're still going to be busy. We're always busy, uh, but just not running it at such a high RPM will cause it to to last longer. Yeah. And I, I think you hit on it there too, is we're all busy. We may shift our time to different projects, but they're not as, you know, time intensive. Like you said earlier, we shouldn't be taking on these large, you know, huge things right away after a busy season. I mean, like you said, we still have responsibilities, but not jumping immediately into things. So you just keep running that, running those RPMs high. That's right. Uh, and then the final question I have for you is thinking back to, as I, again, you're the senior, uh, senior member of the firm. And again, I know I'm going to get in trouble for this later. Oh, dude. Uh, yeah. Keith, if, Keith, if you're listening, go ahead and schedule a meeting. I already know it. Um, 
is this idea if you're like a for, for the first or second year accountants where this might be, you know, their first or second busy season that they've gone through, like, what would you recommend thinking back to when you were in their shoes? Like, what would you recommend to them as like they that, are coming out of this busy season? The days of abacuses. Is that what you're saying? So I was thinking, <laughs> the, I was thinking the sundial, what you said. It, not <laughs> That's right. We were counting stones back in the early audit days. Yep, yep. He has three rocks in his cave. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's so look for folks in their first and second busy season, you know, some of those folks, maybe they're still living at home, maybe they got their first appointment, their first apartment, you know, whatever it might be. Um, for people that were like, they have a CPA in their family, they maybe have a leg up on some of the other ones, because, you know, kind of within the walls of where you grew up or within the walls of your family, or if they knew somebody, they've already got the, well, CPAs work a ton during this time of year. You know, it's always a concept, but it's a little bit different when those loved ones are like texting you and being like, are you eating at home tonight? Are you staying for, you know, it's like, you're still working kind of like with the question mark, you know, um, and they see that you leave it, you know, early on the weekends and like you're working. Wait, are you working tomorrow when Sunday's coming around? So it's like realize that you've been the plate person that like I'll save you a plate or you've been like, you know, the empty chair kind of like Christmas, you know, the the, the tiny Tim, you know, the, the empty chair with the little crutch yeah. against the wall <laughs> for a couple of months for your yeah. family for your loved ones. And so I think that you got to appreciate that, like, while it was tough for you, it's tough for them because you, you were a part of their world and then you weren't, and then you're gravitating right back in it. And it, I'd be surprised. You'd be surprised how much people around you just saying thank you and saying, and giving them a meal or, or like you cooking or making sure you're home earlier, contributing to laundry in some way, yeah. shape or form. You know, those things for your family to say thank you are just so important and just and to recognize that, like, you're kind of coming back into their world. Uh, and, and so I would say that, like, if it's your first or second busy season, you know, take that time and realize that some of that stuff, while you might have your own personal goals and I want to make sure that I make to the gym every day after work, like, just have those times where you're just going to have dinner with your family or you're just having an evening to where you're going to go and spend time with a niece or nephew or anything. You know, remember that that time is kind of really important to kind of, you know, letting parts of your like own personal world grow back, so to speak. They haven't seen the light in a long time. And then probably most importantly, like whoever's in your life, like significant other or, you know, whatever person is like wondering when you're going to be home. Um, and, you know, had to effectively, you know, reacquaint with their friends because you were gone on the weekends, you know, taking a weekend or taking and doing something with your significant other or whoever's in your life or whoever's really important to you. It could be just even a parent or something and just doing something, going to doing like a, you know, somewhere, wherever's open with COVID on the weekend, mm -hmm. but just really kind of showing that appreciation for being a support system. Uh, you know, taking that time to stop and recognize them is is super important. And so for those that are going through their first and second busy season, you know, you have those thoughts of like, my God, do I, you know, first busy season, you come out of it and you're like, oh, my God, do I want to do this as a career? You know, right, right. <laughs> and the second busy season, you come out of it. And you look back on your you like 
man, was I clueless in my first busy season. You look back on the work you did the year before and you're like, oh my God, why did I do that? It was so stupid. That took me so long. Now I've got this. And, you know, so by your second busy season, you kind of know a little bit more of the cadence of what to expect. But that first one's rough. And that first one coming out, like there's a deep contemplation after you go through your first one of like, is this what my life is, you know, and stuff. And what I will say is like that second busy season is eye opening because you, you, you know, it's a little bit more familiar. You look back on the work you did, you repeat on some of your clients, you kind of know things, not everything's new. Mm -hmm. That's why when you get to that busy season where you're a senior and they're just a lifeblood of engagements, you know, they kind of, they've been through those first couple, they know both the cadence, they've got the experience and, and so I would look to those folks, you know, on your engagements, um, you, you know, the folks who you work for, if you're in your first and second year, you know, talk to the people who you work with about what they do, because they, you know, they might have something interesting that they do because they're like, well, with this client, these are the real two key weeks to just, if you're going to take vacation, take vacation then, because they won't have anything. And so, you know, work as a team to kind of balance things out after you finish your busiest time. But that's really the advice for a first or second busy season is that, you know, reacquaint with your family first and foremost and the people that are around you. Secondly, recognize the most significant people in your life and or person in your life. And then third, if you're in that first and second busy season, you know, look to your seniors and managers that have maybe served that client for a while or see what they do. And, you know, if you guys are going to volunteer, volunteer together, because I mentioned that earlier, you know, volunteer as a team or, or do different things as a team and extend it out the invitation to others and, you know, reconnect with folks in the office that you haven't seen when we can actually open, open our offices again. Uh, that That's probably the biggest thing for you know, first and second busy season, the long and short of it is reconnect with your friends, family, significant other, and your colleagues to just, uh, you know, make it feel more like a community than it does when you're, you know, driving through charge hours and plugging away at your laptop. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Jim, this was fun. A lot of good insight here. Appreciate you taking the time uh, as we wrap up. Any final thoughts for those listening at home? No, just, you know, for everybody, you know, I'm in obviously a national office, and so we do inspections and we look over the quality of the work. But, you know, it takes uh, for what we do, it takes very, very smart people and very, very dedicated people to do what we do, to do it well and to do it at a high level of quality. And so for me and, you know, Bettina and for everybody else, management committee and folks, and I'll speak for them, I guess I'm, not, I'm probably not uh, allowed to, but thank <laughs> you. Thank you guys for everything you do, uh, for being, you know, committed to, to you know, delivering great, you know, client service and, and quality in what we do. So recognize that, you know, it's a huge accomplishment to make it through any busy season. Uh, and that coming out of this one, just make sure you rest and recover smart. And hopefully we're coming out of COVID and we'll, we'll actually have life getting back to somewhat normal again, whatever that looks like. Whatever that looks like, in, whatever that looks like indeed. Again, Jim Skrobozinski, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode to the Coach's Corner. We'll see you next time. Woo! Thank you.